Welcome to another edition of the SC Time Sports Report podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every Wednesday is my co-host, Brian Mosey. Brian, how are we doing this morning? Good. Getting closer to that section tournament time. Things are getting a little bit more uh, interesting when it comes to matchups. Um, we had a lovely day yesterday, 40 degrees, and now we got snow on top of our cars. So that's super cool. No, I have, yeah. Other than that, everything's great. Yeah, snow sucks, but everything else is awesome. So, yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been kind of another busy week as has been kind of the case for the last month, month or month and a half, two months for us. Um, and like you said, I mean, we already have, you know, dance sections coming up this weekend. That's the first section tournament coming up. And then we got a lot more on the plate coming after that. Um, so it's an exciting time as it has been. We, we've, we're learning that potentially – for state tournaments and such, we might not even be able to be there in person. That's up in flux. Um, there's a lot of news swirling around um, the past week or two. But one thing that's for certain is we're still going to get to keep covering these teams as these regular seasons winds down and through sections, which will be fun as every year is. Yep. No, it's been a little interesting. We had some news last week about uh, state tournaments and potential change of coverage. Um, and so be interesting to see what the Minnesota State High School League does regarding that aspect of us being able to cover and how we're going to be able to cover. But one promise we'll make is we'll do the best we can with that, with the resources and assets that we get. Um, we'll do everything that we can to make sure we give these kids the best coverage possible. But yeah, I know it'll be, be a lot of fun. We have, like you said, dances coming up this week. Um, and then after that, I think it's uh, Nordic skiing and Alpine skiing. And then it's, boys swimming and wrestling and soon, you know, basketball and hockey will be on the horizon. So um, basically we got a month or less of regular season for each individual sport. And um, yeah, it's starting to become kind of one of those, you know, I start looking at the standings and you're like, okay, one more win. You can take over that first place spot, you know? So um, some key matchups coming up here in the next couple of weeks and should be a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. And yeah, on the, on the high school league stuff, but, you know, it's still kind of a discussion at this point. Once we actually get, you know, an official word of what is happening, we'll probably talk about it more on here right now. It's kind of hard just to, to speculate what that might mean for us, but we don't um, like rumors. No, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, John Malia talked about it on his podcast is where we heard about it. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of reaction to it in the last week since, but it doesn't seem like too worth wasting too much time on if we don't know if it's even going to be the case or not. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that and see if we will be able to, to be at those state tournaments in person or if it's going to have to be virtual. So um, yeah. that's something for, for fans and, you know, people that follow our coverage to keep an eye on. But um, for now, we're just going to keep being at games like we were last night with Apollo and Sock Rapids playing. Um, we got to see another good basketball game. These two teams, they both went to overtime the first time they played and Sock Rapids came out with the win at home. Um, this time Sock Rapids also got the win kind of a different pace than that game. And that one, that first one, Apollo got up huge early. Sock Rapids kind of chipped away at the lead the entire game and then, uh, sent it to overtime. This time Apollo got up early a little bit again, but Sock Rapids led the majority of this way and said it was Apollo trying to bring it back. Um, kind of throwing a full court press at them causing some turnovers. I think they got it down to five with about three minutes left. Um, and then Sock Rapids kind of ran away with it those last three minutes. Um, Brian, you were the one that kind of wrote about this one. What, what were just your general thoughts? I don't think you'd seen Sock Rapids yet this year. 
No. Um, excuse me. I, I think the biggest thing for me was um, seeing what Ethan Opsol was going to do. Um, he's Ethan's been just a major contributor for that storm this year. Um, I think he's been averaging high twenties, low thirties, basically on a, on a daily basis, um, game in and game out. So I was kind of intrigued to see what he was going to be able to do, but Apollo did a nice job with the game plan against him, being able to guard him. Obviously you're not going to shut down a guy like Ethan, um, after those types of performances he's had throughout the season, but you can at least limit him. Um, and even Derek Peterson, the, the head coach for soccer Rapids, said, you know, they did, they did have a good game plan against him and they should, I mean, Ethan's a, is a weapon and, and people know that now, but it was also an opportunity for everybody else to kind of step up. Um, you know, Alicia or, um, Elijah Molina, um, he had 19 points, um, led the team with, with 19 points. Alex Heron had 15 points and Andrew Heron had 10 points. So he had four guys. Um, Ethan also had 15 points. Um, so he had four guys that all reached double digits, um, last night, which I think for, for Derek, he was very happy to see because you need more than one person, especially when it comes to section play to step up and be able to, to take over. And I think the big thing for, for me, just watching them was um, they knew how to close out games. I mean, when you close out games, you need to shoot free throws. You need to be able to connect on some big shots. Um, you need to be able to have a strong defense. And they were able to do kind of all of that. Um, I think for the first six minutes, it was four to four. Um, I mean, it was not a, it seemed like one of those ones where I was like, all right, Zach, is this going to be like a 30 to 20 game? <laughs> Man, this, this is not, this is not looking too good, but it was a strong defensive performance, which I mean, not a bad thing. It's just the way that you approach the game. Um, and so, but at the end, you know, Elijah had, um, I think he had 14 free throw opportunities. I think he hit 12. Um, so, I mean, like, all these guys were hitting, I think they went 17 for 22 um, on, on the free throw line last night. And that's what they've been doing on this five game winning streak. Um, and then as well as three point shots, they've been able to connect from the three point line very well. Um, and there's a few guys that might be kind of um, not hitting their groove right now, you know, and like Dominic Mathias, he, he's been um, kind of, I would say not struggling, but he hasn't been hitting the three point mark like he used to do. Um, earlier in the season and he's kind of in a little bit of a, a spell right now but obviously when he comes back you know you have another threat on the three-point line it's just that type of thing where it's like you know you have five guys that you know you can pass the ball off to and they can connect from the three-point line pretty pretty efficiently so I don't know it was it was very fun to see obviously with Apollo you have you know um, Kumar Gresham with 21 points Thomas Dew with 20 points that's been the common theme with Apollo has been those two have kind of stepped up and took over the point point total be interesting to see if someone else could maybe like step into that role and be able to kind of take charge. Because if you, if you see, you know, if Gresham and, and do are the top performers, you're going to create a lot more pressure on the guys, you know, and, and eventually it's going to hurt you because you don't really have another guy that can step up. So it was kind of, I was kind of hoping to maybe see if someone else maybe take over the reins last night and see if someone could step up. No one really did, um, except for those two. Um, even at the end, you know, Gresham was launching up threes to try and, you know, get the margin back in, into, a, you know, be able to put it into reach at least and um, wasn't, wasn't able to connect because, you know, you have two guys on the free th- or on the three-point line guarding him, you know, so – I don't know. It was just, it was very interesting to watch. I've been, I mean, we've watched Apollo a few times this year. 
um, because we've been able to see other teams when they play them. Um, but it's just been kind of interesting to see what, what they've been able to do. And these are important games. I mean, Apollo and Sock Rapids, they're four and five in the conference right now. Apollo's four. Sock Rapids is five right now. Um, and when it comes to QRF standings for sections, Right now, Alexandria is number one, Sartell's number two, but they're dropping considerably because they've been losing a bunch of games. Sock Rapids is number three, and I think Apollo is somewhere between four, five, or six, somewhere in that margin, and all of those are really, really close. So one one win could put you at four, one loss could put you at six, you know? So it's just kind of one of those things where now we're getting to the heat of it, and we need to we need to know, you know, who's going to step up and who's going to want that home field or home court advantage in the first round. Yeah, definitely. You know, Eli Moylan, and he had just a great job kind of controlling the ball, um, you know, in those tough moments when they needed someone to to step back, run the offense, um, you know, try to break their press, bring the ball to court. He just was able to do that better than basically anyone else, um, kind of keep them in that game during stretches where it fell apart a little bit um, when Apollo got their pressure to them. And yeah, you know, you just saw that balanced attack from them. They, you know, they were patient on offense. They worked for their threes. They did a lot of good action movement. Um cutting without the ball, a lot of that kind of good offensive stuff that um, you're going to need when other than Ethan, most of the time, Eli sometimes can, but most of the other guys aren't just going to beat you off the dribble. They're going to break you down, you know, individually, but they run a good team offense. They move without the ball, like I said, and you could see that a lot um, last night on Tuesday night. And yeah, going to your point about Apollo with people stepping up, you know, Darian Lewis, Jamari Epstein, they've had games here and there where they have, you know, 13, 15 when some of the other guys are struggling. Like you said, neither of them really got on um, kind of a run or got any momentum last night, it seemed like, shooting the ball. So um, if they can get a more balanced attack like that, that will be big for them. But when it is just Kumar and Thomas scoring all the points, at some point they're going to wear down. You know, They're going to be game-planned a little bit differently so that they have a tougher time touching the ball. Thomas was scoring at will for most of the first half, and it seemed like he just kind of didn't get the ball as much in the second half or they kind of keyed on him more. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of things there to take away. Both of them could be meeting up in sections as well. Like you said, you know, Soccer Rapids sitting the three or two area right now. Um, Apollo a little lower, but has, has fluctuated a ton. Like we've been talking about that section, especially just has been completely flipped because, you know, Sartell's lost, what are we up to, five in a row now? Um, meanwhile, Tech's all of a sudden finding a groove. They've beat Sartell. They beat Fergus Falls last night, which was a shocker to us. Um, you know, we... We talked about Tech's been better than um, the record kind of indicated. It seems like with, you know, Devin Yeager, Katavion Norwood, Kaden Mua, um, all of them were, you know, in double digits last night and beat Fergus Falls. So I think this section is going to be kind of a wild one when we get to, you know, late March. Yeah. No, right now, if you're looking at the section eight double AAA um, standings, Alexandria and Sartell take the top two. Then Sock Rapids is at number three. Detroit Lakes is at number four. Then Apollo at five. Bemidji six and Tech seven. And then Little Falls rounds it out. But I mean, like you said, Tech has been on a hot streak right now. They could easily take over Bemidji's spot and be six. I wouldn't say, you know, with how how much they struggled at the beginning to get a win. I'm sure they probably won't be getting that home court advantage um, in any sense. But they can obviously jump from seven to six and play, you know, possibly sock rapids instead of, you know, Sartell or Alexandria, um, which I mean, right now it seems like they've been having a lot of success against Sartell. So who knows? Um, but I mean, like Apollo, like Detroit lakes, Apollo and Bemidji all are ranked in like the thirties. So 
like I said, one game, I mean, if Apollo wins, they could pass Detroit Lakes and be at home court advantage. One loss, they could be down at six and they could be facing Sock Rapids in the first round, you know? So it's just that type of thing where it's like, who knows, you know, right, right now it's, it's a lot of, I mean, obviously Alexandria is going to be your top team. They've been so dominant this year, but Sock Rapids could easily take over that two spot from Sartell. They're facing each other next week. And it's like, you know, let's just throw some stuff up in the air and like take a couple and see where we land, you know, like, I mean, to be quite honest, cause it just, it's all up in the air. It is. Yeah. And I mean, last night, Alexandria, you know, started 10-0. They lost to Brainerd last week, and then they only beat Bemidji, I think, by one point last night in overtime. Um, mm-hmm. Came right down to the wire. They had to hit a shot right near the end. So, I mean, get a stop. So, I mean, yeah, this section is just really balanced across the board, and it's while it's balanced, it's also been wildly inconsistent game to game, it seems like. Um, you know, Apollo had won four or five, and then they lost to Ricori by 30 out of nowhere, and then um, came up short against Soccer Rapids right when we thought Apollo was – kind of hitting their stretch runs. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. It makes it kind of exciting and fun, makes it hard to predict to know what we're going to get game to game when we're trying to plan out what we think is going to happen or where we want to be. Um, so that's kept it fun. But the one other tidbit about soccer Rapids is I think they're four and at home this year. Now um, they haven't played very many games at home, mostly been on the road this year, but they're going to be back at home against Wilmer uh, on Thursday. So see if they can keep that streak alive, but yeah, they're, you know, five wins in a row, that's their most since they went to state uh, three years ago. Um, so, I mean, all things are working really well for them right now. Um, it's been pretty cool to see for them. And they have a three-game home street or home stretch coming up, like you said, Wilmer on Thursday. But then they, they take on Alexandria Monday night, and then they take on Sartell Thursday night next week. So, it's not are huge games. Yeah. And Wilmer, they lost by two with a tip-in um, at Wilmer earlier in the season. So, um, it's going to be, I mean, all three teams that they, that they're facing up, up next are all losses earlier in the season. So, um, you need to win these games if you want to get into that top discussion. Um, and especially these are section teams. So, I mean, Alexandria, you're going to have to face them eventually is more than likely they're going to be at the section finals. Same. So it's just that type of thing. Yeah. And if you are that good at home, like they have been this year and they keep that going, then you're definitely going to want that home court advantage. Like we said, at least through uh, the quarterfinals and semifinals of section um, yeah. before possibly a neutral site for the finals. So yeah, it's, it's been fun to see what they've been doing, um, you know, really kind of pushing themselves towards the top of that section. Um, and the other game we got to see within the last week um, was you got to see, at least I wasn't there. Dave was there with you was Albany um, came up a bit short against Melrose kind of uh, you know, Threw off what we were kind of expecting where they were able to be landing um, in that section. Section 6 to a that they're in is just so strong. I think there's still three undefeated teams. Uh, I think there's five or six that, you know, have won at least eight, nine of their 12 games so far. Um, and to see them come up short, that I know we're probably not going to dwell on this game too much because it just wasn't a very good performance by them. But um, what were just kind of your quick thoughts on that game last Thursday? Yeah, it was – not a good game. <laughs> um, in if we're being blunt, it was a 74 to 57 loss by um by Albany. They for the most part was just it was it was hard to Melrose just was dominant. I mean, they had a big guy in the middle, they had an outside shooter. I think they scored 50 54 of the 74 points or 57 of the 74 points. 
Um, they were just dominant. Um, and Albany couldn't find a way to guard them. Um, they would pass it down low to him. He would do a hook shot, Rowan Nelson. Um, and he would just do hook shots and he would also get the rebounds cause he was super tall and a little bit bigger and stuff. Um, so it was just kind of some unmatched play to be honest. Um, I know they were disappointed in the loss for sure. Um, they're going to be facing Melrose before section play once again. So obviously that hope for that revenge match in a sense. Um, but Ethan, um, Navratil had 15 points with five three-pointers. So all of his points came from three-pointers. Um, he was, he was pretty hot from the three-point line that, that night, um, but just couldn't really connect. Um, and then a couple other guys were in double digits that night as well, but yeah, it's just, it was, it, it, it just seemed like right from the get go, Melrose was kind of taken over and there wasn't really any way of looking back. Um, it was a lot of runs. So, you know, Melrose got on an early run. Um, and then, um, Albany came back with, I think it was like 13 0 run. And then Melrose finished off the first half with like a 12 0 run. So it just kind of was like, anything you can do, I can do better in a sense. And, uh, it was, it was tough to see because obviously, you know, Albany being undefeated or having the one loss or whatever, um, before coming in and Melrose being undefeated, it was like, this is going to be a good matchup. Like this is going to be a really good matchup. And, uh, it really wasn't to be honest. Um, but like you said, um, Albany is ranked fourth right now, um, in this section six, double a, um, behind Annandale, who's undefeated, Melrose, who's undefeated, and Mora, who's undefeated. Um, Albany is at nine and two, and then Eden Valley Watkins is at 12 and one. And um, I mean, after that, it kind of drops a little bit. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, you got three people in front of you that are all undefeated. So it's tough. I mean, it's a tough section. And the, the bad part is, is you're going to face off against these people eventually. So you're going to need to get a win um, against one of these people to, to get to that state tournament. So um, be interesting to see what happens, but yeah, that's, that is one team that I was really looking forward to going and seeing. And um, it was just not, not their game um, that night. And it, it is what it is. I mean, sometimes you just have one of those fluky nights and it, it nothing drops for you. And, and it's just kind of was one of those nights. But the big thing is, is you got to step up and come back the next time and, and they have, and they will. And so um, it should, it, it, they, they look just fine. It's just um, that one night just wasn't, wasn't their night. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think I saw Melrose's game last night, they hit like 13, 13 threes in the first half or something. They were up like 40 at halftime on someone. I can't remember who were they were playing, but um, yeah, they, they're just, they just kind of seem like they're on another level right now. We'll see if Albany with a couple more weeks um, until they get to play them again, if they can cut that gap and have a little bit of time here, um, you know, to regroup and kind of figure out where they want to be. So We'll see how they bounce back from that. The only other team for boys basketball I think we haven't mentioned that we should is Ricori, who all of a sudden just can't stop scoring after not being able to score for most of the year. Um, they won 85 to 53 over Apollo on Friday, and they beat Wilmer 70 to 40 last night. Um, they, this kind of all kickstarted after they beat Monticello by two um, the previous Tuesday. So now they're on a three-game win streak. They started the year, I think, what was this, one and eight, one and nine. Um, and they're finally kind of bouncing back. So we'll see if this is just a couple game stretch for them or if they've kind of finally figured it out. I know they just kind of struggled shooting the ball, scoring for most of the year. Um, 
you know, they were only scoring in the forties, fifties. Um, but when those guards start hitting shots, they're kind of a different team. So, um, we'll also see if, if that continues for them. And, um, on girls basketball front, we finally got to see cathedral for the first time, um, last Friday, we got to see them move to second in the conference, um, at that time with a win over Pierce. So they're kind of battling for that position with, what'd you think about that game? It was a pretty fun one. Yeah, that was a fun one. Um, and I know, um, Kathy, their head coach was very excited about the fact that they got that win a lot of fist pumping, um, on the sideline, which was kind of fun to see. Um, but yeah, just a really fun night. Um, a lot of different, um, scores on, on the team for them that night. Um, Faith Van Erp had led the team with 17 points. Kate Stangler had 10 points. And then, um, Addie had 10 points with two, three pointers, five rebounds and three assists. So, um, a very well-rounded game for, for everybody. And, um, seemed like they just kind of, they had a really good first half. I think you and I both were sitting there at halftime and we're like, man, they're hitting everything. I mean, you could throw up a rainbow shot and it probably would have went through the net to be honest. Cause it was just anything that they put up, they, they, they couldn't miss. So um, it was kind of fun to see that. And then in the second half, it was more of a defensive battle, to be honest. Um, I think both of them didn't even reach 20 points in the second half. Um, and so it was, it was a lot more defensive battle, but um, yeah, Cathedral was able to, to fight it out and battle it out and be able to get the vic- the victory. Um, I know they got a loss against Malacca t- last night on Tuesday, but um, that win against Piers put them solely in second place behind Albany, who's obviously undefeated and looking very good right now. Um, but for Cathedral, that, that was a huge win, just being able to, because it was Piers and Zimmerman that were kind of battling for that second place spot, being able to get that sole possession, that's that's a huge thing for them. Yeah, you know, Faith was being able to just kind of back people down, hit shots in the post, get out in transition. Kate was grabbing a lot of rebounds, and Addie was hitting her threes. And when all that's happening at the same time, like you said, yeah, that was – it was kind of a crazy first half because the first minute, couple minutes there wasn't really any scoring, and then all of a sudden it was just an insane stretch. And then, like you said, the second half there was almost nothing. So um, it was kind of an odd game in that way, but uh, good to see them – get that, you know, they're going to be battling, you know, all those teams are so close right now and dropping one, like you said, on Tuesday, they're going to be battling for that second place position and maybe a better position in sections, you know, kind of the rest of the year. So um, they still have a lot to play for. Albany's already running away with, with conference and with a couple more wins, they'll probably already clinch that conference title. Um, Not too far away with the season winding down. So um, that'll be fun. And I know next Monday, correct. You'll be seeing Albany when they're number they're facing number one new London Spicer at home as the number two team in class two a. So um, that's definitely one to look forward to. And, you know, one of the biggest regular season matchups you can get. Yeah. No, they're yeah. Albany, Albany got the win last night or not last night, Monday night against Mora 68, 68 to 30, no shock there. Um, but like you said, they're having a couple of key matchups coming up here in the next couple of weeks with new London Spicer at home. Um, they're playing at home on that Monday night. So I'll be going there. And then, a week after that on the next Monday, the eighth, that I think they're heading out to Sox center, which obviously, I mean, we know that rivalry and that how much fun that rivalry is. And um, that'll be a good one too, because I know Sox center is ranked, I think fourth right now, third or fourth. So um, that'll be a good matchup as well. Cause those are, I mean, honestly, that new London Spicer game that could potentially be a, um, you know, class two, a, um, matchup in, at the state tournament, to be quite honest, for the finals. So, I mean, obviously we're not we're not speculating too far ahead, but it's it definitely looks like that could potentially be a matchup. So 
um, yeah, be a lot of fun to watch that one and, and see what happens. But Paige Myers has been doing what she does best and that's scoring points and passing out, passing out assists and, you know, just being able to be that D one caliber athlete that honestly people expect nowadays. So she hasn't really stepped down at all and been taking over that leadership role pretty well. Absolutely. And yeah, they, you know, they're going to have to beat Sox center if they want to be at state again this year, you know, they came up a bit short last year. I know that's still on their minds. I'm, I'm certain. So uh, it'd be fun to see after they've only been able to play conference foes all year to, to play two top five teams in a week span will give us a really good idea. I think what we can see out of this team for, for that postseason run, but um, a couple other teams and kind of scores to mention um, from the last couple of days, uh, last Thursday, tech tech and Apollo played, um, you know, both teams have struggled to get win this year's tech won 56 to 54 right at the buzzer. Um, Jana Benson had 20 points to lead them in that one. Uh, so tech was able to get the win there, but then Apollo came back, beat sock rapids for their first win of the year. Just last night, this one also by two points, 58 to 56. Um, and Carrie Anderson led the Eagles with 14 points in that one. So um, no teams winless anymore, which is always good to see, you know, you don't you hate to have to see teams, you know, finish season like that or get down the last couple of weeks with no wins. So, um, Apollo was able to get their first win last night um, on the road at Sock Rapids. So fun to see that. Um, and also, you know, Brainerd came up with a 56 to 45 win over Sartell. Courtney Snowberger, she had a big game, 19 points in that one. Um, other than that, is there any other basketball uh, tidbits we should touch on, Brian? The only other one is Thursday. Um, Sartell beat Sock Rapids in girls basketball, 50, 58 to 41. So that, that was a nice win for Sartell. And I know. Um, the Sabres are actually facing off against Ricori, I believe, to end this week, um, which the last time they met was a really fun one. <laughs> um, an overtime thriller over at uh, at Sartell, and I know Ricori got the win on that one, but um, I know Sartell's looking to get some revenge on that game, so that'll be a fun one um, for 10 this week as well. Absolutely, and also, you know, um, Sartell Sock Rapids right now, I think in the section, they're kind of slated if things continue to possibly face off in the first round just like they did last year as well, too. So, um, yeah, that's Sartell Sock Rapids game. Sartell has beat them twice this year already. Um, so that's something to maybe keep an eye on and see if they can do that a third time if it comes down to that later in the year. But, Definitely. yeah, well, great. Well, I think that will wrap up our basketball talk to start the show here. Um, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to talk a bit of boys hockey at the high school level and the junior hockey level. So make sure to tune back in for that. And welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast, recording this on a Wednesday. It sounds like next week we're going to be doing it on Tuesday, just kind of with vacation schedules and such. Um, so you can look out for the podcast coming out a little earlier. Bye. Like, yeah, Brian's getting the heck out of here. <laughs> I'm going to be following suit a couple weeks afterwards. Um, I liked the idea so much that I'm like, yeah, hey, I should do that too. So um, it almost got to the same place. <laughs> yeah, both going to Arizona, I believe. Um, <laughs> So we'll, we'll both be um, getting away to the sun, hopefully for a couple of days here during this cold stretch, which, which will be very well needed for mental health and just to, to get away for a couple of days. But um, looking at last night, we said we were going to talk a little bit about boys hockey at a couple of different levels. Um, last night, I think the place to start St. Cloud 12, nothing 
overwhelmer. I, you told you we were at the basketball game last night, and you told me, yeah, it's six nothing or something in the first period, and I'm like, are you sure? And you said, yeah. <laughs> it looks like you were right. So, twelve uh, nothing, Saint Cloud won. Yeah, no, it was a good game for Saint Cloud. I know they had been um, kind of in and out with wins and losses, and this was a Wilmer is not an amazing team, um, but being able to put 12, 12 goals on the, on the board is huge. I mean, these types of nights are nice for, for hockey teams because they know they, it builds confidence in the sense that we can score goals. We know how to score the goals and we know how to pass it and stuff. And I mean, basically you have what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten guys have scored at least one point, whether that was an assist or in a goal. Um, that's, that's huge. Just showing the versatility of the, of the group. Um, Ben Condon had 12 saves and a shutout, um, which was awesome for him to, to do. Um, I know they've been kind of moving Ben Condon and, and Brian, um, Brian strikes, um, back and forth on the net. So, um, kind of fun to see him have a shutout. August Falloon had three goals, got that hat trick and an assist. Um, Eli Unzi had two goals and two assists. And then Ripley garden had two goals and one assist. So really good night for, for St. Cloud. Um, this was an important night because um, they needed, they needed to kind of get going. They, they got a nice win against, um, they got a nice win last week. Um, I believe it was against Alexandria. Um, but now they're sitting at, um, they're sitting at five and two in the conference and seven and four overall, um, which is just behind Fergus Falls. So, um, I think they have one more matchup against Fergus Falls this season before the regular season ends. And I know they want to get that conference title back. So um, be interesting to see what that looks like, but yeah, very good game for St. Cloud. Absolutely. And I know you were also at um, Cathedral playing Alexander on Saturday night. Probably won't talk about that one too much since that was a five to one win um, for Alexandria. Cathedral continues to have a gauntlet of a schedule that's um, going to continue. I think they're down to four and seven overall now, which is just hard to even just kind of see that on, you know, paper on the internet, just to see that and be like, it's just weird to even just kind of view that after the last couple of years. But the, the game that I'm excited for is St. Cloud Cathedral, um, St. Cloud versus Cathedral, St. Cloud Cathedral versus St. Cloud, however you want to put it. <laughs> they're going to be playing, I believe next Thursday. And I kind of plan on being at that one when you're at, when you're gone on vacation, just because that's, you know, both of those teams have, had highs, had lows, and a lot in between so far this year. Um, and to see them both finally get on the same ice, I think will, even though they're not, you know, obviously in the same conference, the same section, will tell us a lot about where both those teams are at. Yeah, no, and I think with Cathedral, the, the main part is, like you said, that schedule has been tough. I mean, they've they've went up against, I believe it was six different um, top 10 teams in Class A. You had Alexandria, you have Little Falls, um, Hermantown, um, you have a bunch of different teams that you've been facing off against and um, Fergus falls too. And so it's just, it was, it was very interesting to see kind of how that is. And then it's not done yet. I mean, they, they play Dodge County, they play Gentry Academy, they play war road. All of those are in the top 10 too. And then they play St. Cloud, who's a class double a, whereas cathedrals are class a team. So I mean, it's not an easy schedule. And I know talking to Derek Brown before the season, he even said, you know, we expect a tough, tough season in the sense of just games and, and opponents. Um, and they want that. I mean, that's Cathedral. That's what they always want is they want to play the best teams. 
But the main part is, is a lot of these teams are in your section and you're, you're going to need to get these wins. And Alexandria is one of them. Um, got the five to one loss against Alexandria on, on Saturday night. And um, it's just one of those things where you need, you know, you need to be able to, I know it's a big learning curve for a lot of these younger players because you lost so many guys from your first team um, or from, from your first line, but it's just kind of more of those, you know, I'd be, I'm going to be interested to see what sections is like, because you can never ever like not count on cathedral and section play, even though they might not have the greatest regular season, somehow, some way section comes up and they like come out of their shell and, and just destroy people. So I'm not like going to throw in the towel at all because um, cathedral has done it way too many times where they kind of just shocked the world, to be honest. And um, so I'm interested to see what happens in section time because um, I'm sure Derek Brown will have a nice speech and, and be able to, you know, get these guys going and, and be able to maybe have a good run um, in that section time, but we'll see what happens. But yes, I'm very excited for that St. Cloud cathedral game. Um on Thursday, I will probably be looking at it on my phone while I'm on vacation because I'm just very curious to see what happens. So, um, but yeah, that was one game where I was like, oh, shoot, I'm on vacation. <laughs> Not a bad thing. I'm on vacation, but like a really good matchup. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, in section 6A, we had an, another kind of important game, I would say, Little Falls playing Sartell. Um, you know, Sartell trending in the right direction for quite a while now. Um, Little Falls was able to beat them three to one. Uh, Quentin Sigurdsson had 55 saves on 58 shots. So I would say Quentin shouldn't be facing 58 shots a game probably if they want to beat teams like that. That's tough on no matter who it is. Um, but Little Falls, I remember they had, I think they had nearly that many shots on Grant Martin too when they played Cathedral. So they just get pucks to the net unbelievably, it seems like, so far this year. Yeah, yep. And then Sarchel got the loss against Alexandria on, um, last night, 5-2. to two. Um Quinton had 37 saves on 40 on 42 shots. So, um, you know, kind of a little bit of a tough stretch for Sartell, but they've also, I mean, Alexandria and Little Falls are both ranked and very good teams. So you're not losing to, to like bad teams. You're losing to some very good teams, but they're also section opponents. So be good to learn from this and then, you know, take it on for section tournament time. The other, the other team that we were kind of looking at last night was, Sock Rapids got the four to three win against River Lakes. Um, Jacob, Jacob Philippi had um, three, three goals last night for River Lakes. So he got the hat trick. Um, Brandon Volkman had one goal and two assists for Sock Rapids. Um, just a really good game for Sock Rapids um, and River Lakes. I know they've, they've been kind of on that, you know, Sock Rapids was able to get the other win against Wilmer on, um, Thursday, four to two. So they're kind of on that little winning streak, which is nice for them. Um, River Lakes lost to Mimiji four to nothing on that night. And so a little bit of a losing streak right now, but hopefully you're going to be able to turn it out, turn, turn it back to a winning streak, um, to end this week. And then also last Wednesday, uh, took in some junior hockey for the first time this year out in Sauk Rapids, the Granite city lumberjacks were playing Alexandria. Um, you stopped by for a couple periods too, just to to see it because you you never have to see them play either, just like me. And uh, we picked the right game, is what we figured out because uh, the Lumberjacks won five to nothing. Um, scored two in the first period, I believe two in the second period, and one in the third. Um, and just they outshot them by I think it was at least 20, 30 shots almost. Um, and you know they'd kind of been on a struggle since they came back. Um, you know, just kind of like high school sports, junior hockey too, they had where. You know, they were playing up until October, November-ish 
all the rinks shut down. All of them went home back to wherever they were around the country. Um, and then they didn't come back until January when they had, you know, a week or two to practice, just like these high school teams. Then they hit it, you know, except they were playing, you know, four or five games a week sometimes, um, all in different places. So uh, they'd been on a little bit of a cold stretch since they were back. I think they'd, you know, they lost about three or four in a row in a stretch. Um, you know, they'd been below 500 since they'd come back. They started seven and one before the break. So they're still kind of trying to find some of that, uh, you know, kind of that spark again, but it seems like they are, they played four games last week. They won three of them. Um, you know, there's a ton of St. Cloud guys on the team. Noah Bissett was who I kind of wrote my feature on. He's a third year player for them, Apollo grad. Um, you know, Sean Davidson plays d- defense for them. Um, Nick Rickard uh, played for St. Cloud too. Um, so all those guys have been on that St. Cloud co-op team. Um, all three of them are playing for the Lumberjacks right now. So fun to see some local guys too um, out there. And yeah, they're just, you know, they were they were rolling, like I said, and you don't always get lucky like that when you go and you're like hoping that, you know, you see a good game and it worked out. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun to watch them play. I, it, they just moved the puck really well. And like, it was just, you know, you watch kind of high school sports and like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good teams around here that have some really good athletes. But when you start looking at like junior hockey, you're like, all right, this is a step up. Like, you know, this is, this is, this is cool. And they were very physical too. Very physical. Um, I thought, um, I thought Noah was going to probably get kicked out of that game one time or another. I mean, he was, he was up in the face of a lot of kids or a lot of guys. So um, yeah, it was, it was kind of fun to watch and, and see what they were able to do, but um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely a fun game. And um, I had a good time being able to watch it and hopefully we can go back to a couple more and be able to, you know, do a little bit more coverage on them. Cause I know they're, I know they appreciate it and I know, the community definitely responded well to uh, to us going out there and, and being able to cover it. So you did a nice job on that. Thank you. Yeah, it was, but like you said, the physicality was just off the charts. I mean, even being at, you know, I'm at St. Cloud state games often, and there's a lot of physicality too, but when you're playing on Olympic ice, like they do that D one level, it's more kind of that precision. Um, this was just, just everyone battling, taking each other to the ice, you know, um, there's a couple like chokeholds, even, you know, there's people just smashing people on checks, even when it's like completely like, I mean, I don't know if that was necessary, but it looked pretty cool. Um, and they were doing it until, I mean, I was watching till the end of the game. There's one minute left the third period. They're up five goals. They're still doing it. Like it's just built into their DNA, I guess. And that's what makes it kind of such a, a tough league that you're playing that many times. It's that physical, um, but they're kind of trending in the right direction. So that's good to see. And then also this Friday now, St. Cloud State had their game moved um, kind of around. I was going to be out there on Friday. I think instead I'm going to see the Norsemen play, who uh, the Lumberjacks are basically like the, the, you know, tier three of junior hockey and the Norsemen are tier two of junior hockey. Um, Haven't got to see them play this year. They're kind of rebranded in a new team that plays at the MAC. um, And they have uh, Blake Perbix and Nate Warner playing for them. Uh, Blake's been playing all year for them. Um, and he leads the team in points with eight assists uh, and two goals. And Nate just kind of started finally playing for them just these last couple of games. Um, so they're going to be playing Friday night. They're going to be playing a team that has John Bell, their old cathedral teammate. Uh, so three former cathedral players on the ice seems to be in the cards um, for Friday night. So uh, I'm kind of excited for that to, to see how that plays out. And they're playing on the Mac where the cathedral crusaders played. So. Yep. I mean, it kind of all goes together. So yeah, well, hopefully circle they, of life type of thing, you know, you know they started, re- they started really tough. They only had, you know, four or five wins out of their first, I think 20 games or so, but in the last 10, they've 
I think they've at least had a 500 record or they're even like six and four in their last 10 or something. So um, they've really started to turn it around too. So um, I think they've seen their playing. Um, they've, they've split, I think the last four meetings they are two and two against them. Um, the Bismarck Bobcats. So it'd be fun to see how that looks at the Mac. Oh, definitely. That'll be a lot of fun. Well, great. Well, I think that about wraps up our hockey talk. So we're going to take one quick last break. When we come on the other side, we'll talk a little bit about some upcoming uh, section tournaments and just some odds and ends stuff before we wrap up the show today. So make sure to come back right after this. And welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Uh, we're just finishing up with a couple news and notes here at the end. I'd say the big thing is that on Saturday, we're going to be out at Sections Dance um, all day. I emphasize all day after looking at the schedule. Um, looks like Albany is going to be kind of the 9 a.m. time slot. They're going to compete. Um, Cathedral and Ricori will be kind of early afternoon and Sartell is going to be in the last one, uh, kind of between two and three o'clock. So um Super convenient to have that break after going there and then like a two hour break and then be there the rest of the day. So um, it all worked out perfectly. Right, Brian? <laughs> that's, that's one way to look at it. Sure. Um, that's that's what I'm trying to look at. It. Well, it'll be fun. I, um, I know St. Cloud and Sock Rapids are heading out to Forest Lake on Friday night for their section three, triple a um, section dance meet. And um, that'll be, That'll be good. Um, I know Sock Rapids has definitely been competing in that top, you know, three, four spots um, for their respective section. St. Cloud has kind of been on the outskirts a little bit, so um, don't know if they'll be able to reach that top three, but Sock Rapids definitely has that opportunity to be able to, to get into that top three, so be kind of fun to, to see what they're able to do. But, yeah, for Saturday, um, section four AA, um, obviously Sartell, being what they are able to do this is their you know they're looking for their 17th straight state appearance um, regardless of what event they're going there for a 17th straight time possibly this year which is crazy um sartell and cathedral both won their conference championships um for the regular season sartell in the central lakes and cathedral in the granite ridge so kudos to them um that's an awesome achievement to see um, Cathedral has also been very dominant this year. Um, and then Ricori has also been pretty good this year too. So, um, I know last year Cathedral was just missed that mark. Um, I know they got like fourth, um, and couldn't get in that top three, um, with tech Sartell and, um, Ricori going to state last year, but this year, obviously tech is combined with Apollo. So now they're in AAA. So tech is no longer in the section. So, definitely gives cathedral an opportunity to hop into that maybe top two, top three um, spot. The only other com- opponent that I'm looking at that could potentially maybe rock a couple of, you know, feathers or whatever is Becker. Um, Becker has been looking pretty good this year and have, has been in the, in that top three, top four, um, a number of different um, times. And so I don't know, be kind of interesting to see what happens, but um, yeah, definitely the team to beat is Sartell and, Honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. 
that's that's what it looks like but you know that's why they do it but yeah if they do anything like they've been doing all year that we you've seen them twice i've seen them once and yeah it's probably be more of the same as what we would expect yeah um, on saturday and um also this last week um one last thing before we touch on where we're going to be the rest of the week is you were out at alpine scheme which dave schwartz told me in his you know 20 years at st cloud times he has never taken pictures at an alpine schemey i never have myself um it's not something we you know cover much but you know you were out there too as well just tell me a little bit about uh what that was like last thursday it was fun it was a lot of fun um wasn't minus eight so that was a bonus um they were actually able to like wear their uniforms or whatever because um they didn't have back when it was like minus like when it's under zero i guess you have to like wear jackets or whatever it's like mandatory so this time they were able to wear like their own like actual uniforms um but yeah it was super fun i i for me i i covered it once when i was working with uh, the bulletin down in woodbury area um so i'm at least a little and i would say very little familiar with um alpine skiing but like basically for people that don't know alpine skiing you basically go around these poles and you like skate around these poles but that's super hard because you're going down like a massive hill um and basically you have to stop yourself to get around these poles and whoever has the the, or the the fastest times wins the competition. Um, so Ben Nelson got first for the boys side and then Ashley Stolt had got first for the girls side. Um, both of them breakaways um, individuals. And so um, it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I know, it was, I know Dave had a great time. He was able to get up kind of in the middle part of the hill and get some really cool shots. So if you haven't been able to see them yet, definitely check out SC times. Cause that was, a, I mean, I think he put in like 40 different photos. Um, of course he did. Yeah. Which is unheard of. Um, I mean, that's typical for, for Dave, but still that's insane. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, it, it was super fun and I, I'm looking forward to maybe going back later on, you know, obviously the season has come to a, the regular season has come to an end for Alpine skiing. Um, they got their section meet, I believe on it's either Monday or Tuesday next week. Um, Nordic is, Monday or Tuesday, one of the two is on one day and the other one's on the other day, whatever. Um, but it's, it's kind of fun. And, and I know for them, they're going to be at Afton Alps for their section meet in Hastings. So obviously we won't be able to make the trip there. And then their state tournament is up in Giants Ridge, which is like, you know, like a six hour drive or five, four hour drive or something from us. So probably not going to make that one either, but it was a lot of fun to watch. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely encourage people, um, it definitely got me interested in, in possibly just skiing, not alpine skiing, but just skiing because it looks kind of fun to do. So, absolutely, yeah. The St. Cloud Breakaways team is a co-op of just basically every team we cover is the easiest way to put it. Um, yeah. So fun to see them and see them compete, see how they do. Yeah. And lastly, um, we got a couple more events we're going to be out at this week. Um, I mentioned that I'm going to be at the Norseman game Friday night. Um, and then dance on Saturday, Brian, what are you going to be at the rest of the week? Yeah. So tomorrow night, I think I'm going to maybe try and stop by Albany, um, for wrestling that we haven't been able to go cover them yet. Um, so that'll be kind of fun to go check out the Huskies, um, where they're, they're hosting a, a triangular match, um, tomorrow. Um, and then after that, I'm going to try and stop over at Sartell because tech is, um, heading over to. Sartell for boys swimming and diving. Um, tech is made up of uh, Tech Cathedral and Ricori. So TCR, basically, is what they say. Um, 
And actually I'm kind of interested because um, Chris Morris, I just did a feature on him that was in the paper today. Um, and that was a lot of fun to do. Um, he's a very, very talented swimmer. Um, he joined, he joined the tech team um, this year for the first time. He's been doing club swimming basically since he was six in sixth grade. Um, and he's been really enjoying the, the high school scene. Um, he was saying that he was getting, he was, he was getting picked on by his sisters, um, Ella and, and Mary Morris. They're both swimmers for the cathedral St. John's prep girls team. Um, but they were joking with him about the fact that they've won a conference title and they went to state and they've been able to compete at state. And so like, they've been shoving it in his face. So he kind of said, all right, I'll, I'll do one season so that I can at least make you, you two just shut up a little bit, you know? So, um, <laughs> but just kind of a fun, fun, fun thing for um, him. And he's a commit to the university of Minnesota. So that's kind of cool. Um, he, he always, or he, he was a little apprehensive at the beginning and then finally started to really love the campus, love the coaches, love the entire environment of the golden gophers and committed there um, back in February of 2020. And so, um, yeah, just a really cool story. Um, he hasn't, he has, I, I won't spoil it for you cause you'll have to read it if you want to know, but um, he has a very interesting routine before he gets into the pool. So um, I would, I would encourage you to go. Um, it involves some food. It also involves some um, other, other things. So I would definitely encourage you to go on SC times and check it out. It is subscriber only. So um, make sure to subscribe and you'll be able to read a lot more stuff coming up here um, as we get ready for this section meet and such, but yeah, so I'll be down there. Um, I'll be over there on Thursday night. Friday, I'm going over to Tech because um, Tech, Albany, and Cathedral's co-op wrestling team is going to be hosting a um, triangular on Friday night. And then I'll be at dance on, on Saturday. And then, like we said, um, Albany is hosting New London Spicer on Monday next week that I will be at. Not sure what I'm doing Tuesday yet, but we'll figure it out. And then I'm going to kick back go hike um, a couple of different national parks for, you know, like a week, half, a little than a week, and then come back and do some more stuff. So it'd be fun. Sounds like the way to do it. Well, great. I know. I mean, must be nice. I'll, I'll hopefully be following your footsteps soon enough. <laughs> well, great. Well, I think that about wraps up today's show. So once again, thank you everyone that um, continues to support and listen to the podcast. Uh, we'll be out at a lot of events. So um, just continue to follow us on Twitter, follow sctimes.com for all of the sports coverage that you need. So like we said, thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you again next time.